Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Because one day his head's going to hatch. His head's going to hatch. Come on to the rock show. Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premiere show. Smackdown. It's the 12th of April in the year of our Lord. Space Odyssey! <laughs> it's getting quite hot there. You're watching on the Patreon. Thanks, Tom. I hit you with the paper, but I end up hitting you with my hand. By accident. Kabachi! Kabachi! Space Odyssey. Emma Bunton. I know her. What took you so long? What took you all night? What to took you forever to see? I'm, I'm right. right. No, make you feel good. Make you feel fine. fine. You know I'm, I'm never getting up this time. No, no, no. There's no one in the charts here. We've all heard that, haven't we, lads? Hey! Boyish lads, 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 banter lads. we're having. Uh, stereophonics. Just enough education to perform. You said it, mate. Overrated bastards. Is the <laughs> one in the album charts. <laughs> Rugrats in Paris, the movie. Oh, I've heard of that. I haven't seen, have I seen the Paris one? No, the Paris one's the really heartbreaking one. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, the Paris one is heartbreaking. I saw the first one. We find out a little bit of the backstory of Chucky's mum. <laughs> Why is that funny? What is the backstory of Chucky's mum? She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> Why is that funny? Poor Chucky's mum. That's the back story. Where is she? Dead. All right. Let's go to Disneyland. <laughs> she appears in the clouds. Oh, no. Did she really? <laughs> he sings a song about his mum on the on a plane. Simba. Chucky. No. <laughs> his mum's a lion. And Chucky's like, ah! I don't want you to see my mum to lie and Tommy. Christ on a bike, my mum's a clown. Christ <laughs> on a bike is there as well. Oh, sorry, sorry then, Paris. Zitalo. Zitalo on a bike. <laughs> also, on April the 7th, after a 14-minute introduction, Prince Nassim Ahmed loses to Marco Antonio Barrera by unanimous decision. Barrera, then known as a brawler, surprisingly easily outboxed Ahmed, who later retired as his next pelt. Oh, God, this is even worse than Tricky finding out his mum's dead. <laughs> I love Prince Nassim Ahmed as a kid. We have a I mean, fan of him. He, he felt quite cool. Oh, yeah, he was like 75% hype. He did have yeah. a lot of ability in him. 
but his whole thing was he was undefeated because he had this really crazy style mm. where he was just so fast. He would, you know, have his arms down by his side, which is very risky for a boxer, but he had the speed to do it. And then everyone he beat and people would suspect, hmm, some of them are not the greatest of talents. And nah. I go, oh, what do you know, you cynical individual? But then, yeah, man. Marco Antonio Barrera, very, very good. <laughs> Hall of Fame level worthy talent. Absolutely. He battered him like your Nana's supper. It was just <laughs> an absolute pounding. And then, yeah, it was like, all right, don't believe the hype, etc. cetera. Uh, and then, then the Independent Television Commission turns down a request from Channel 5 to move its main evening news bulletin forward half an hour to 5.30 p.m. However, an extended five news and talk plan for the run-up to the general election, beginning at 5.30pm, is given the go-ahead. Yes, that's right. Our continued fascination with the time slots for the news. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. I never realised how boringly interesting it was. I th- yeah, because I think that the, the, the people who run television companies... They really underestimated how much people like having their news at a certain time. Right. So therefore, moving the news at ten made people go, "Uh." Like when, like they also were very regimented on like morning news viewing. Mm. Like a great example of this is something like BBC Breakfast, right. where like it's a very, it's a you know, it's a bit, it's a bit more sort of loose around the collar than it used to be, but like a, a news show. Um, primarily and then they try and do stuff like competing against it where it's like a fun morning thing yeah. and everybody went no we want BBC breakfast right. we want sensible we've got this desire for like sensible news delivery that cannot be shaken <laughs> and the news at 10 is a great example of that story continuing to yeah. unfold the news at 10 aka the news at 9.30 sometimes <laughs> is it when yeah. ah. and the big game this week is Kirby's Tilt and Tumble Kirby's Tilt wow. and Tumble is one of those games that uses a series of accelerometers yeah, to control Kirby. So you would hold your, people watching on the video, your phone like this, and you go, Kirby, go right. Kirby, go nice. left. Because apparently the last few days of the Game Boy Color were like the last days of Saigon when it came to game design. <laughs> Snoopy's got tennis. <laughs> Little Mermaid 3, back with a vengeance. And now Kirby's tilt and tumble. <laughs> so, yeah. I, what was, so was it... Was it like a pinball thing? Tilt no, tumble? he did have a pinball machine. Yeah. But this was this was more like a game where... Uh, here we go. The goal of the game is to guide Kirby to the level's goal within the allotted time by tilting the Game Boy in the direction at which the player wishes to move him. Yeah. The game registers a pop action when the player quickly jerks the Game Boy, rotating the game toward the user, as if flipping a pancake. Doing so will fling Kirby in the air. <laughs> the game revolves around the collection of the numerous stars strewn about the level. To beat the game entirely, the player must unlock each level's red star. Oh, uh, Comrade Kirby. Uh, <laughs> Comrade Kirby! So, yeah. Oh, we have a similar thing uh, with Snoopy's tennis, where people would flip the cartridges in the bin. What? <laughs> I wonder where you were going with that. This is why we get paid peanuts. That was what was happening in the boring world of reality. But oh. what, oh, what, oh, what, oh, what, oh, what is the guy oh. from Star Wars Episode 1? This is Mr. Tom Campbell. Oh, You're listening bonjour. to Mr. Matthew. This is the Cold Dollar Classic Smackdown review, where we do attempt to have a look at what was happening uh, on this episode of Smackdown way back when. Oh. And uh, talk crap. As we, obvious. we did. Didn't really need to say that at this point, did we? Mm. But uh, as Tom is drinking a big, oh. big 
bottle of water. How are you doing, pal? I'm doing all, I'm doing all right. You know what? Full disclosure, I wasn't all right about 20 minutes ago. Oh, okay. No, full disclosure. Full disclosure. So you'll know now by listening to the podcast that I completely buggered up the Hall of Fame. Um, did I fix it? We'll never know. Um, but <laughs> So I was on last week, and uh, then we come to Monday, and I incorrectly reported who nominated what for the Hall of Fame because I was doing something else at the time and I didn't really pay attention to it. Anyway, it, it became true. It became, came to light the morning of the podcast. And uh, I, the best way to describe it was, like, I think because I've had such a busy couple of weeks, that, and this isn't healthy. <laughs> I just, I feel like telling this for full disclosure. Go on. Was that, you know, I had some light needling and it was like somebody had just put a hat on Buckaroo, and it was just like I, I, it was just something that just it just really upset me that I buggered that up, and it really rocked me as we were about to start recording this today. And it's daft, and it's daft. And now I'm talking about it, I feel more embarrassed about the about the fact that I got so upset about it than the fact that what I did in the first place. But that's but I thought I'd say it because I think it'd be it's true, and I'm I think think I'm a bit of an open book on these. And we'll have a lovely time today. I'm not feeling sad anymore. But I was just, gosh, did you ever get that? Where, like, you're doing fine. And then just a little buckaroo thing. Oh, yeah, just... yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the yeah. straw that broke the camel's back, as they say. Yeah, Poor it can camel. happen. And I'm glad that you're sharing this because obviously we're very pro-mental health and getting it out Yeah, there. big stuff. It would be a shame for, like, all right, Tom, put your feelings aside so we can talk yeah. complete shite for several hours. It's like, no, 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 I'm glad that you were able to vent. No, and I think it's important to. I think because... I, uh, I think because I've had like a couple of weeks of just going really, really long hours and just really pushing. Yeah. And uh, and it kind of reached a bit of a, a weird breaking point like yesterday and today. Where I'm just overtired, like yeah. really overtired, and and it's not healthy at all. It's genuinely not healthy at all. Uh, I I should practice more of what I preach, and I like to bring it up because I think the general consensus is that um, I'm sort of like a, a happy. Yeah, I get I get called fake happy a lot, and it really bugs me. I get you know people will reach out quite a lot and just and and they'll say that fake happy guy. I'm like I'm not fake happy. I'm genuinely happy, in the same way that like I've been genuinely down like before we did this. That's genuine, and it's a shame that when you're happy you're called fake, but when you're angry you're accepted as real. Yeah. Weird, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? We live in a society. Yeah, we do. We do. We do. Um, yeah, so it's easy for me to come on here and be happy. And, and, you know, as some people call me fake happy clappy. But what a very real person that just sometimes gets overtired and reacts badly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all fun now. By now, you've heard the podcast. And I hope, I genuinely hope that you have led in the cajoles and the laughter about it because it's fine. I had a moment and it's fine. And it's I'm having a think because we obviously record this before we the do. podcast. So, it's so time it. is a construct of human perception. We'll be wobbly, timey, wimey bit. Feel free to, to. I might have Puppet Jack please be like do. the referee, like a VAR. Please, please do. By this point, I'm hoping that you've gone for it. <laughs> no, no, what was it? The, the pre thing we were doing last week. So we'll be off the thing. We're talking about we're doing YouTube commenter, Puppet Jack. Oh my God, that was funny. 
That was a good venting session, wasn't it? That was a great venting <laughs> session. I enjoyed last week being on the podcast. It was good I fun. I enjoyed it. Went to just... I had people... Uh, I got two types of comments. People going, that was great. And people going, where's the rest of the podcast? It was only two and a half only hours. Only two and a half hours. <gasps> right. uh, some of my favourites were... Um, <laughs> I saw somebody put... Are they high? <laughs> the three fake happiest... I don't think I'll be described as fake happy in the show, yeah. but like, yeah. Are they high? Are Andrew they, and yeah. Tom just talk. I mean, those do talk, it makes me high. <laughs> yeah. Just Andrew in general, I get giddy, because he's like, hey, I'll be watching the rest. That's this map. What Jack, isn't it? Well, was Andrew talking again? It's Yorkshire, isn't it? So it's Yorkshire. Hey, I'll be watching that wrestling. <laughs> Sorry, one of my three voices. Puppet Jack, Andrew and fucking Alvarez. <laughs> You could do a great sitcom with those three. Uh, <laughs> you do Kane as well. Colonel XB, paging Colonel XB. <laughs> so, yeah, but I'm glad that you've yeah. been able to vent. Hopefully, but this like week's I said, been... you get stuff and then you let them out, and hopefully then you're able to accomplish things the rest this of the day. This week's been... Not ruin yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. I feel better for that. I, that but that's like literally, I don't want to boil down my, my week to the last... Ten, the 10 minutes for this podcast started because there's been lots of good stuff. Right, right. Now mind all the accomplishments or great work you've been doing all the cool interviews exclusive stuff he, 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 that you've had going on it's, yeah I'd, yes, three it's minutes of yelling at thick uh, <laughs> Andrew's thick pigeon all comments no this was Matthews and no it was a penguin not a thick pigeon <laughs> um, I had a chat with your mate this week actually tell My a lie mate. tell a lie because oh. um, you don't you know I didn't interview Walter this week you interviewed Gunther. I interviewed Gunther this week. Oh, how is he? He's all right. He's, oh, I don't know. What a happy man. Does he know where Volta's gone? <laughs> is that Elias Ezekiel situation? <laughs> what are they? Yeah. Who is Volta? I am Gunther Incognito. <laughs> That'd be brilliant if that was the case. Um, so I had a nice chat with him. Um, you'll hear it next week, but before we started this morning, because there's also another reason why like, I'm probably mentally on the, on the cliff face. I've been up since about four uh, which is probably why, why? Tom. Why? Because <laughs> numerous, I had stuff to get done, so I've been up since about four. Um, and uh, one of the things I had to do was phone the Philippines. So that's exciting, isn't it? But oh, show. And how are they? They're great. One person in particular I spoke to. You'll hear her on Desert Island Graps next week. I spoke to Crystal, who was ah. uh, the first Philipp- uh, female wrestler from the Philippines. Because there wasn't, there's not many, there's, there's more now, but she was a. Who's a, a male trained, wrestler from the Philippines? Um, there's a few that names escape. Oh. Apologies. No um, reason. But she's on, and because because she popped up in a documentary on Netflix called Midnight Asia, whereby it's all about things that like 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 after hours parties and clubs and stuff mm-hmm. across Asia, and then they got to the episode on Manila. And there was wrestling. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. So, uh, uh, so I managed to track down Crystal, and she's on Desert Island Graps and next did week. And did you do a Muhammad Ali? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I hear of him in Manila. <laughs> did I do a Come on, Crystal, we're in Manila. <laughs> sadly, I didn't. I'm sad that I didn't do that now. That would have been hilarious if I had, but sadly, I did not. I did not. High marks. So she's on next week. Uh, so it's been, a, it's been a busy week. It's been a fun week. How are you, matey? Great. Also... Busy and feel a bit worn out, looking forward to a few days rest, which I'm not going to get, but I'll pretend anyway. <laughs> Half rest, better than near rest. But it's all right. Got a bit of a, a stomach thing. And I thought it was a bug going oh. around, but then everyone else got ha- uh, healthy. And I'm like, I've just been given a bit of the vomit. Not a lot of vomit. Oh, a little dear. bit of the vomit. And I'm like, okay. So I'm just eating and drinking stuff until I get rid of it and it passes. Well, but that's no good. It's no good. No. Like if I've gotten 
co Asterix co creator creation is no good. Mm. What? I, for some reason, I thought you'd get that. That went right. The guy who created mind. Asterix also did another comic strip that also had a short lived cartoon series called Is No Good. Do you have any memories of that? Did it become a cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to become the Sultan instead of the Sultan. I don't know why I thought I'd throw that really thing out. You know what? I would never even bring I, that up. I, I have a feeling that the theme music, is, once I play is it, no good. will come back to me. There it is. <laughs> Duh, duh, I hope duh, it's duh. not that. <laughs> uh, duh, yes! Duh, duh. I, it's, not a, it's not a Deliveroo advert. That's yeah, for sure. It's no good. Deliveroo to the Sultan. <laughs> oh, whatever. Hang on. Intro to Is No Good from 1995. Yeah. Oh, it's got a beat to it. Oh, wow! It's no good. Is no good. Is no good. Yeah. That's ace. Yeah. Oh, of course, it's a bit of a rap. <laughs> anyway. Nice. Anyway, yeah. I like that a lot. It's that, and what's it called? Runbox. It got a Twitter thread as well. Um, Alfred. B. Quack. Is that the name of it? Alfred Jonathan Quack. J. Quack. There we go. Where yeah. life is grand. Dibby dobby diving. Alfred's always striving. Seldom wears a frown. Never keep a good duck down. Yeah. Why is that in my head? Why can't I remember the Hall of Fame nominations for the week before? But right. I can remember Alfred Jonathan Good. Off the top Matthew, of the what do you think of AW this week? You remember Alfred J. Quack? Why? <laughs> Why? What are you on about? And then Andrew go, oh, that joke was, is no good. And then, <laughs> and then Ross would be like, that's great. I remember that. That was it. The guy who created Asterix did that. I'll throw a cup at him and leave. Anyway, what we like to do eventually is get around to talk about SmackDown and wrestling. Fuck and that. The best way we do that is going, do you remember that old 90s cartoon? And people go, no, fuck off. Um, no, after that, Tom Campbell. Yes. Does what every uh, top level, Hall of Fame level podcaster does and goes to Wrestling Observer Archive and control the next like that for the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does uh, someone else have to say about what was happening at the time? This is right. Tom Campbell. So, Matthew Gregory is going to get us Chat into me up. the rigors of... I always find it funny when, Connor, when, when Conrad Thompson says, chat me up. Because in my house... Chat me up would mean, all right, hey, all right, darling, how about a bit of it? Yeah. <laughs> so I expect Bruce Bridges to start flirting with him. Yeah, roll, uh, roll tight with your ma. <laughs> so, uh, Matthew's going to talk us through the rigors of this week's episode of SmackDown from, nine, from 2001, A Space Odyssey. Uh, some notes from the Wrestling Observer, the Figure Four Weekly, and a few other sources before we get into it. Um, the WCW Reboot. It's happening, mate. Reboot. That was a Re cartoon. Re <laughs> take a <Reboot>. shot. <laughs> the, um, take a shot of coffee, you'll burn your mouth. Um, the WCW reboot uh, is happening, mate. Don't stress. Whatever you've heard, with WWF are definitely relaunching WCW. And here is how it's going. Seven weeks to go before the relaunch. One thing looks certain. The new WCW will be, in many ways, an exact opposite of the old one. This is both good yeah. and bad. More good than bad, thankfully. Um, 
Over the next few weeks, Kevin Dunn and Jim Ross are largely going to be putting together a roster of talent and build a new front office staff, as well as hire agents, writers, referees, and production people, many of which are expected to be done over the next two or three weeks. Ross will be making several trips to negotiate with performing talent, the first being this week to Atlanta to meet with the Georgia and Carolinas-based wrestlers from the former WCW. So uh, as it stands, the sort of names on the docket are Shane Helms, Elix Skipper, Steve Romeo, a.k.a. Kid Romeo, Shannon Moore, Chava Guerrero Jr., Kaz Hayashi, Jamie Gibson, a.k.a. Jamie Kernoble, and James Yang. Uh, also, uh, tall guys with good bodies that have potentials, such as Chuck Palumbo. Like, way to, way to fuck off the cruiserweights, Dave. So these guys, and then some people that are good. No, 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 no. That's, that's, no, no. that's not how Dave writes. That's Dave throwing shade on the tall guys. Ah, uh, right. tall guys. So who are the tall them. guys again? Sorry. Chuck Palumbo, Sean O'Hare, Mark Jindrak, and Sean Stasiak. Well, there we go. Uh, guys with low contracts, so there's no financial risk in taking them on. Mike Sanders and Alan Funk. Um, also, they were just used on house shows, I believe. Until, I, yeah, yeah. I think they, they didn't really get much of a show. In. Yeah. Guys with medium-end contracts who will likely be cycled out of their current salary for 90 days, and people felt the company could build around, for example, Lance Storm, Mike Awesome, and Bill DeMott, and Stacey Keebler, so people they can kind of use for a bit and whatever. Yeah. Um, with the yeah, current really roster, really. one can easily put together some strong undercards as far as match quality, but there's a real lack of main event beef. Yeah. This is the problem that they face, a distinct lack of top talent. Uh, what about that top talent? Well, there's been meetings this week with Booker T, Ric Flair, Goldberg, Scott Steiner, and DDP, uh, all of which have their lucrative Time Warner contracts, yep. which uh, which suggests that they're not going anywhere. I mean, there's a few that are, that are maybes, Booker T, Page, Scott Steiner are maybes. Goldberg, at this point, according to Dave, who has a $6 million contract income with Time Warner, has no great desire to return to wrestling at all. And who could blame him just to sit at home and make $6 million? I think one of the wrestlers said a while ago that they were, the, the contracts, like, they were very eager for any excuse to like not mm. stop paying these wrestlers, as you can imagine. So they had something like, you cannot appear on any of a company or any of the TV appearances. So a lot of these wrestlers were not seen or heard of during this period. No. Obviously, it's easier to do that then than it is now, because this is, what, 01. Mm. But yeah, I mean, these wrestlers like, well, are they still, what are they doing? Like, nothing. Nothing. Mm. They're like, no, no, no. If, I, if I'm not on TV, if I'm not talking to people, not being interviewed, then they can't go, aha, violated this and they'll stop paying me. So that's why Kevin Nash described these are the years where he just sat around watching TV and getting high all day. I mean, Hogan, in the meanwhile, whilst uh, Nash is getting high, uh, is going to apparently be a, in, a cameo, a, in a cameo role for the movie Crime Busters. Crime bust. What the hell is that? Hogan is keeping former WCW wrestler <laughs> Emery Hale. Something on... weird. Yeah. It don't look good. Who gonna call the police? That's a strange one. That is. Is that real? Hang on. That's apparently true. I don't know whether it. Well, I don't know what became of it, but at the, at the time, the plan was to put him in a film called Crime Busters. Go on. I'm, I'm still good. Uh, I'm sorry. It is believed that non-wrestling personnel positions will start getting offers this week as well. Uh, Tony Schiavone is most definitely a no, yeah. uh, partly because WWF don't want him, and also because he's apparently just taken on a, a gig on WSBAM doing a post-game call-in show for the Atlanta Braves. So he's busy now. Uh, Mike Tanay and Scott Hudson are most likely to get announcing gigs uh, from 
the uh, from from the the reboot of Dub C Dub. Uh, for the first month, they've got taping set up. So like this is nearly ready to go. This is nearly oven ready. Uh, well, they'll be in the Patriot Centre in Fairfax in June on June the 9th. They'll be at the Jacksonville Coliseum on the 16th of June. Trenton, New Jersey on the 23rd. Stabler Arena in Bethlehem, PA on the 27th. Uh, the last date, a Wednesday, is because they'll use the same production truck and likely some of the same production crew for WWF and WCW tapings. With Raw and SmackDown that week set for the West Coast, it's just easier to tape on a Wednesday in the Northeast since Raw and SmackDown the previous two days will be at MSG. Because, again, it's all about trying to run this new brand with as little money spent as possible. Yeah. Now, this... Nothing about Chromebuses, by the way. Ah, uh, maybe it didn't happen yeah, then. Yeah, I think it happened. On WWF.com, they ran a poll for fans asking for them to vote on names for WCW's new TV show, right? Here are some of the names they wanted people to choose from. Go on. WCW Saturday Night Nitro. All right. They'd already done that previously. Mm. It was a one-off special, I think. Yeah, they want to see whether or not people want it again. All right. <clears throat> WCW Uprising. Mm. <clears throat> very generic. WCW Primal Urge. Oh, God, no. It's come out to a Bryson. <laughs> Primal Urge. WCW Late Night Appetite. <laughs> with okay. what? With what would they serve at <laughs> this place? Jimmy Hart's pasta. That's right. WCW Hot Box. Math? <laughs> I've done the second two words before, not the first one. <laughs> w. Uh, fine. WCW hard on Saturday night. <laughs> Who in WWF.com is right. fucking about this week? That ain't right. Hang on, that's like when you do your theory test. It's like, what do you do at a stop sign? <laughs> One. One of these is stop. Right. <laughs> Two. Don't stop. Three. Main beam. Um, Guy right in the eye, he's thinking, uh, stop on a Saturday. Number four, fuck off, you're not picking this one. <laughs> Hard, hard, on, hard Saturday. on Saturday night. Yeah, that, that's going to be a... Which one won? Um, Saturday, well, I don't know, but I, no, I, I would like imagine... Start, I, this is sort of pre... Uh, we're all wankers on the internet phase, whereby I feel like, had it been that time, everybody would have voted for hard on Saturday night. You say that, but we're not that far off removed when... Um, God, what website was it? Oh, time.com. You had to... <laughs> oh, no. Mm-hmm. You vote for who could be the man of the year. Oh no. Oh no, 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 it's like, like greatest man of the oh, was it man of the century he must have been. Oh, and the build up to the year two thousand, so great the two thousand years. Yeah. Greatest person in the last two thousand years. Um Ric Flair <laughs> Yeah, this is it, isn't it? Was beating the two rivals, Jesus Christ and Adolf Hitler. <laughs> oh my god. Actually, yeah. It this probably is 99. was pretty was hard on Saturday night that won then, to be fair. <laughs> We're not allowed nice things on the internet. Three-way dance, I would have been. <laughs> We're doing the triangle match next week on Classic Nitro Review. Maybe it's that. Um, Memphis Wrestling uh, news now. Moving on from WCW, it's finished. <laughs> the, the f- <laughs> She's dead. It's, Ch- it's Chucky's mom. It's got the way of Chucky's mom. Uh, the final Power Pro Wrestling television show aired live oh, from WMC right. TV in Memphis this past Saturday. Power Pro was probably the only remaining live studio wrestling show airing in the USA. 
uh, WMC TV, also the likely the only local station in the country, still paying a weekly fee to air these telecasts. The Saturday morning tradition of Memphis Studio Wrestling, which dates back more than three decades, will continue in some form for at least two more months, but the final live show has already taken place. Now, there's a bit of a sad... It's all sad, but basically on... Uh, Back on April the 7th, uh, Randy Hales uh, oh. was informed by the station that they were wrapping up. This yeah. was the second major blow that Hales had taken since he just lost his WWF job three weeks earlier. So basically, yeah. I think we talked about this, where Randy Hales was approached by WWF and said, hey, we can see that you're using Jerry Lawler. We've just sacked him. Either you sack Jerry Lawler and you can keep using all this lovely talent here, or you keep Jerry Lawler, and we will fuck off with our money. And the, and Randy Hales, bless him, stuck to his guns and went, no, Jerry Lawler's a draw in Memphis. Stick mm. your money, we'll keep Jerry. And they went, all right. And now the show is shut down. <laughs> the WWF... Threw uh, a Seinfeld and be like, what? <laughs> what? I never said that. No, I said the other thing. No, I don't recall saying that. But this means like another another training ground for WWF has gone because mm. they were recently sending like John Cena and Batista and mm. Brock Lesnar and Shelton Benjamin to do stuff on Memphis television because yeah. it was a good place to, to get some reps in. Yeah, the prototype himself. Yeah, exactly. There's some, there's some, what must be some wonderful early tapes somewhere, probably on the wrestling channel archives somewhere of uh, yeah. some, some well-known P -P -P. faces now. Oh yeah. There'd be some, uh, find some, that'd be fun. Mm. Um, we are losing Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I think this comes as no surprise. He did an interview with Premier Magazine this week. And for the first time, he stated that it looks like he's moving away from wrestling for a full-time acting career. He says, this is the first time I've ever said it. But yeah, making movies, you don't get the immediate reaction, but you're able to tell longer stories. And it's great. Having done my first boy, this is what I want to mm. do. And boy, he does. <laughs> Boy, he does. But this is this is it. We we knew it, you know, hindsight. But this is the end of the Rock as a full time. Well, I mean, no, he's, he's he's not exactly. He does come back after doing the Scorpion King, and he is around until he sods off again. Then in O2, ah, he's done. that's true. He's with but us then it's like he's, he's in bits. You're right. He'll come and do a few months, and then he'll leave. He's but... with us from SummerSlam till Mania, and then away again. Yeah. I think. I think I yeah, SummerSlam till Mania, and then yeah, back. Yeah, he's at least around before SummerSlam. Back right. for vengeance, gone again at Because the SummerSlam uh, poster was The Rock doing finally. Finally. Finally, I'm back for four months. <laughs> for a bit. For a bit. Um, ECW, with ECW biting the dust, a claim which made a ton of money with WWF video games for oh. losing his license, is trying to do a Wrestling Legends video game. Oh, yes. Do they, do, they do do that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they did do them. Yeah. Legend Wrestling 1 and 2. Hogan is American-made. The only real giant is still Andre. Yep. That one. That one. Uh, yeah, the second one got a bit of a rep because they're not great games, to say the least, but the acclaim engine it was old by this point. Yes. But for the localization in this country, they added Big Daddy, Kendo Nagasaki, Mick Manus, and... Giant Haystacks. Haystacks. Yeah. It's very nice. I thought it was a lovely little touch. Yeah. Chuck them in there. Thank still, you. For still a rubbish game, but it was nice that they were. Still crap, but it's nice to play a game where you can officially play as Big Daddy. That's mm. nice. Do you remember this? Because I couldn't find any information about this anywhere other than in the Observer. Road Dog put a night with him for sale on eBay. I do, yeah, post some report on this. So, right. 
It, the bid went for just over $4,000. Do we know who took the bid? Who was it? <laughs> Billy Gunn. <laughs> That'd be cute. He took up dressed as a lady. I don't know who it was. Oh. That's all, I, all I've got, <laughs> sadly. Is it, is it, is it, it's an anti-climax, that one. That's all I've got, sadly. Yeah, it was, a, it was a booking, but I can't remember who it was for. Ah. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, 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 I wasn't sure whether it was a real thing or not, but apparently yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, no word on when Rikishi's coming Well, a few notes from the Ross report. No word on when Rikishi's coming back. He's got a doctor's appointment this week. Fingers crossed soon. Kay Cook's having some shoulder problems, but he's working on the road. Uh, Sky Too Hot, had an MRI on his neck. Uh, he's rehabbing at home for a few more weeks. Um, Jim Ross has denied that the WWF made offers to Rulon Gardner, who over the oh, weekend was yeah. the US National Greco-Roman Championship in the super heavyweight division. And Dave gone, not sure who, what brought that up. And it's weird how Jim Ross went on to make a point to say we haven't approached them, where nowadays I think WWE would be delighted with the connection to go, well, if they're talking about us, then yeah. Mm. We'll have you, Gable Stevenson. Um, Pete, he says, in, the, in the Ross report, Jim Ross noted that Pete Gas would be sent to Puerto Rico. And obviously we know what that means <laughs> because of what we do. But I just laughed when I read it, thinking, if you're, not, if you're reading this with no knowledge of wrestling, it's like, why is Pete Gas being sent to Puerto Rico? What's he done? Yeah, Pete Gas's book, which was, you know, it was nice for the two and a bit years he had in the business, I guess. But mm. he was like, one time I played dominoes with Kane. It was nice. It's like, it's this nothing, is in your book? Nothing like, happens, does it? Yeah. Nothing happens to um, But yeah, he got sent to Rico to work on his timing and stuff like that. Had a good run, according to him. And this and that. And great. And then it's like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm back. And they're like, no, nah, all right, mate. Aww. Come on now. I can do the gas mask We've got, really we got well all these other wrestlers who are properly trained and... Uh, he was, he was Pete Gast at that point, man. He was just massive. He was just, just falling out of his sweater vest. Uh, ECW lads are coming in, potentially. Simon yeah, Diamond say, and Dawn Marie. Right, right. Pete, Pete Gast is like, why am I? We just got WCW and ECW. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine? Have a good time. Work on your tan. <laughs> I love that. So we've got all this WCW talent. We've got all this ECW talent. Then Pete Gast comes in in his sweater vest. Hey, guys, I've been learning the gas mask. Oh, Pete. I can do an Irish whip. <laughs> Great, Pete. Why don't you go do it in Puerto Rico for a bit? Why don't you go to Puerto Rico again? Here's, here's the address for a Mr. S. Vega. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell him that we <laughs> sent you. <laughs> I'll go look for him, boss. Quang. Um, well, Smackdown's in Philly this week. We're going to throw to you in just a second. Just a few little bits about the Smackdown show itself. Wait, Simon Diamond never made it on the TV, I don't think. No, no. no, no, no I think Dawn Marie will like get on Diamond. telly eventually, but Simon Diamond... Um, he's not, one of my boys. He's, he's, is he in your boy's stable? I like him, yeah. Do you know what? I'm glad you said that because there is not enough love for Irish Pat Kenny. Mm. The gimmick in 2003 TNA. Yeah. Oh, God. Irish Simon has a problem. He goes, all right. That was, and and he, he's had his big old manager doing stuff. And Simon said, Sim oh, 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 Simon didn't say do that, but Simon let off this time. It's a great little gimmick, isn't it? Simon yeah. says, I like Simon Diamond. Hope he's all right. I think he's, I presume he's. I think he's backstage at WWE. Now. I have no idea what he does now. Bless you, Simon. Listen to this podcast. Hopefully, Simon, if you're listening, come to Desert Island Graps, mate. I like. I listen a to this because SD. That's my name. <laughs> Somebody oh, said SmackDown again. <laughs> one Fooey. week. One week it'll be the Cultaholic Classic Simon Diamond review. Maybe for April Fools next year. Um, 
So, EC Dub, sorry, SmackDown is in EC Dub territory. SmackDown's in Philly. Lots of surprises at the SmackDown tapings in Philly from various, noted from various letters, says Dave, who's apparently uh, a kept woman living in a tower. Um, the big one brought up was the crowd reaction in that there were no ECW chants, even though they were in Philadelphia. I noticed that, and I thought it was shockingly absent. Hang on, like, as much as I like that, like, wrestling's been a, a lot, was around in Philly a long time before ECW. Mm, but I, but whenever WWF has rolled into Philly, there's been ECW chance. If there's been ECW references or res- ex-wrestlers, but by this point, they're long since established. King of the Ring 1995. They were bored shitless. <laughs> that was the reason for that. But I would say, on a card that features Rhino and Spike Dudley... Hmm. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, oh, because they know oh, it's dead. Oh, and also, also, with Taz, dead. Dead. Taz on commentary, at one point the crowd were chanting Lawler. To which Taz just flipped them off. Good. <laughs> Taz a, was right about those Philly crowds. This is a Philly crowd. Man. You ever see Taz's uh, promo he turns heel in ECW? No. So great. Because he came, comes back, he's a guest referee for one night, and he comes back to basically turn on Todd Gordon. He basically says, like, look... I got, I used to team up with Sabu and Sabu quit and left for New Japan just to miss the booking. And you all went, F Sabu, he's never come back. All right, I broke my neck, was injured during that time. And I thought, all right, let's end the Sabu. And then months later, Sabu came back and you're like, yay, Sabu's back. All right, cool. I came back with my broken neck and not one time did I hear anybody chant for me. Screw you guys. Oh. Screw you, Philly. You know exactly what you like. The hell of all of you. It's like, wow, everything he said was true. The boy had a point. The boy had a point. All fans had their signs checked while coming into the arena, which is the first uh, I've heard WWF doing that. No, sir, I can't bring you in. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII positive state. (laughs) Snoopy Tennis is quite good. I don't agree with this, sir, but my son does own it, so I don't want him to think that I bought him a lemon, so yeah, you may bring them through. Thank God that we weren't in America going to all these SmackDown shows because we'd have just ta- we'd have started your your game sign revolution many years mm. before. So why why is your why is your sign at an angle? Oh, it's for Kirby's tilt and tumble. <laughs> oh, 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 that's good. That that took a few seconds. Yeah, you, all right, go through. Holding a Little Mermaid pinball, Little Mermaid two pinball, pinball frenzy. Is <laughs> an all right game. I don't understand, sir. Is it a sequel? <laughs> to the film, or is it a sequel to the get? Why is there a pinball? That's the sign. Is Little Mermaid 2 Pinball Frenzy a sequel to the game or a sequel to the Security film? Security guards holding the entire lineup. I don't. <laughs> it, can you please explain this? Is this the <laughs> well, you see, there's a game. Staring at it, tilting it, see if it'll make any more sense. <laughs> no, that's Kirby. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, um. Let's go over to Matthew, because that's oh, all hello. my notes. I've got some notes. I've got, got some little bits and pieces as we get through the show. Okay. But let's go to Maffle Greg. And here we go. For Smackdown. Cold open. On Monday, Vince truthfully apologizes to Linda for all the bad things he's done to her. Kill Linda her. doesn't want an apology. She wants a divorce. Dun, dun, dun. She wants to be buried. She's been dead. Lita thanks Linda for inspiring her before Linda drives off in her hearse. Vince, seeing his wife is left and is dead again, instead takes his anger out on Lita and books Team Extreme versus the two-man power trip and Steph main event. Ooh la la. Mm. Lita manages a twist of fate and a moonsault onto Steph and gets the victory. Bloody hell. 
Austin then gives Jeff and Matt CTE <laughs> until Lita drapes herself across the Hardys to stop the onslaught. However, Austin simply smashes her daft with the chair. Even the replay on this show is shown in barely moving images, a la the, the Rare WrestleMania 2000 Titantron, uh, with Fan64, not the pay-per-view, with uh, no contact shown. And only JR's, no, damn it, no, he's hitting her with the chair. Let you know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And it says, Tom will have spoken about this. Well, I've got some bits about this. I hoped you would. Oh, that, yes. that would have been rubbish. Go on, <laughs> um, so Europe edited this. Mm. Uh, so in, in Europe, um, they, didn't, they, they, they showed a camera of Austin's upper body with Lita out of the shots. So you couldn't see any of the chair shots. I think for a few, they did that classic thing they did where they sometimes cut to the crowd. They used to do on like metal yep. on Sky One. Uh, Canada also edited it out using cuts to the crowd. TSN, which show Raw in Canada, was forced to make the following statement during Raw on the 16th of April. The Canadian Broadcast Standards Council has found that TSN has breached certain provisions in the CAB Sex Role Portrayal Code and the CAB Violence Code in its broadcast of Raw on May the 29th of March 29th 2000 by using certain derogatory and demeaning terms in referring to women during their broadcast. TSN breached clause 4 of the Sex Role Portrayal Code by using a hockey stick, a wrestling belt and metal chairs to assault wrestlers. TSN breached article 10 of the violence code by failing to provide viewer adv advisories following each of the commercial breaks during the first hour of the show advising audiences of his violent content TSN breached article 5 of the violence code now um, these codes are again brought up when uh, Lita is shown getting isn't yeah. shown getting beaten up Canada were very upset with the WWF there were calls for it to be taken off altogether uh, there were calls for the WWF to make an apology they did none of that. <laughs> they yeah. stuck to their guns. They they kind of, in weird WWF logic, they tried to do a make good in the way that WWF does. In the sense they gave Lita a win over Crash Holly on Heat before this. And by giving Lita the win over Stephanie McMahon, they can claim, well, we're, we are not presenting Lita as a damsel in distress. We're presenting Lita as a fighting performer, a WWF superstar, and not, a, not as a frail woman being assaulted. So that's how, w, that's how WWF makes good. Um, they will do some more make-gooding tonight yeah. and then undo the make-gooding next week. <laughs> yeah, it, it's amazing that WWE got through no, sorry, on Canada, uh, got through on TSN yeah. through the Attitude Era because they cut so much stuff out because of stuff like this. Going, no, we have these things in Canada we have to adhere to. Uh, they actually released a VHS there, just called the VHS Band in Canada. That was all the bits <laughs> that they weren't allowed to show on Raw. It, it, it's the one show on wrestling that makes uh, the world's greatest Canadian Mac McMuscles literally ask what happened. <laughs> Hello again. <laughs> what happened? Seriously, what happened? Yeah. They censored it all. What happened? I don't know. We're in Philly tonight. Witty wee, witty woo. Oh, sorry, we're in Philly. <laughs> witty wee, witty boo. <laughs> what are the ghosts there? Uh, Colin Taz are disgusted at Austin as triple denim heads to the ring. <laughs> Austin then heads out with him. Uh, and he still gets a decent pop, despite everything he's done, because it's Philly. 
Mm. Uh, Triple H said, a month ago, this, I remember this quote, a month ago, this place was a rosy old place. Rock as champion, Foley as commissioner, Jericho's IC champ, is no good on Channel 4 at 6am. My, how things change. Yeah, considering that Foley was sacked in December. <laughs> oh, you know what he means. <laughs> you penis. <laughs> Anyway. Actually, I think you'll find. <laughs> yeah, that's that quote's gonna come out the haunt in a few months. The ratings are down. Uh, crowd chance for Rocky. Well, they're in Philly, so there's a statue of him. <laughs> and uh, Droid says, and if you don't believe how good things are, why don't you ask the Hardys? Our leader. Everyone's saying it was too much. Triple H says, well, we tell you and it's too much. <laughs> Triple H then says, Austin, is that damn cold? And he is that damn good. Oof, that just doesn't really work, does it? No. I am that damn cold. Stone cold, that is. <laughs> Together, we are that damn friends. Oh, no, <laughs> the team of cold game. <laughs> I've called them the naughty boys in my, in my notes. Naughty boys. They call them the naughty boys. <laughs> but I quite like that damn friends. The, the two white rappers, Dem and M. <laughs> Austin pushes the cameraman out the way so he passes so he can passively aggressively tell the crowd to give the new champion a hell yeah. And they kind of do it because it's Philly. They don't really. Though. No, no, but no, no this this gets alright. He had no issues being up JR because he's made a living sitting on his fat ass yelling, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Austin did it because he could. And that's the Hardys. Vince knows you don't put some dumbass broad in Austin's way. Austin talks in great detail about how great it was to beat up Lita. Almost sounding like Jake Roberts after hitting Elizabeth. It was a bit like God, that promo. Holy shit. So it made me feel so good, me and Gene. He was so good. I thought I had to pay for feeling this good. <laughs> oh, dude, will you stop it? <laughs> Austin turns his attention to the crowd and points out it could have been anyone, including that guy, that guy, that guy, this booktooth son of a bitch right here, <laughs> or this person, or that ugly son of a bitch, or Kirby's tilt and toe, or Jeff Hardy, who comes in from behind and twats Austin. He twats, tw twats Triple H with a chair before landing a twist of fate onto Stephanie. That was Bloody hell. You made a star in in one segment there. Yeah. As for the, uh oh, what do you mean we're turning Austin heel? This has bad idea written all over it. Plan. This was a step in the right direction oh because Austin was really into it. Austin was really going. All right, Philly, give me a hell yeah again. Some of them did it, but not all of them, yeah. which I see as a victory for Philly. And him going, could have been you, could have been, could have been you, you fatty, you know, all this <laughs> stuff. Oh, okay, that, that worked. Crowd were like, oh, all right, all right, boo. We he's see a, how it is. Yeah, he's leaning into some of the classic heel tropes, but in the best possible way. Yes. I like him for it. Yeah. Um, a fun little bit of, uh, um, what's the word? Serendipity, maybe? Ooh, well um, Thank you. It might have been the wrong word. So on the classic Raw uh, that's coming up on Monday that we recorded yesterday. Oh, stop it. Maybe time is a construct of human perception. An old man died. An old look of confusion. Um, we talk about, we have the Ringmaster's WWF in-ring debut. It's the first match he ever had. It was on Monday Night Raw. Do you know who mm. the Ringmaster's first opponent was? On TV, is it Scott Taylor? No. 
Jeff Hardy. Matt Hardy. Oh, damn it. Close. Oh, it's too good, So it? I like how, like, the ringmaster's first appearance, and he's beating up Matt Hardy, who looks older there than he does now, weirdly. Mm. And then we watched SmackDown this week, and it's Steve Austin talking about grabbing the scrawny carcass of Matt Hardy. I'm like, ah, like the old days. It's good, that. Yeah. It's good, that. I, li- I like that. But, my God, you made a star in Jeff Hardy in that one segment. Mm. Like... And WWF are so are so short of top level stars. You, you made one immediately. Mm. Um, hindsight being twenty twenty, this was never going to work because Triple H didn't have the faith in Jeff Hardy as a main event wrestler from the very beginning. I wonder why. Um, for multiple reasons. Uh, and as time wore on, Triple H's reason changed from I don't think he's big enough, I don't think he's good enough, to I don't think he's sober enough. And so there was always a reason why Triple H would always say, oh, I'm not too sure about this Jeff Hardy. It's Jeff Hardy guy, you know. They worked with him and they had some mm. matches and they had some fun together, yeah. but Trips was never sold on Jeff Hardy being a reliable top guy. Which, which we find out much later down the line, which is a shame. Which, um, there's been different levels of Jeff, and bless him, because, you know, again, I wouldn't wish addiction on anybody. But, yeah, there were times, at this point in time, no, Jeff was absolutely not ready to be a top-level dude, but he's obviously, mm. you know, very popular. But when he was ready, yeah, he did, he did beat Triple H. They yeah. had a tremendous series in 07 to 08 when Jeff I was at absolute peak in terms of being on the card and everything else like that in the other one, so... Uh, I was doing that one night and it was then one-on-one for the WWE title Triple H was a champ Hardy was challenging and I remember that felt like the night that Jeff should have won they did it twice I swear they did it twice on pay-per-view singles matches and it was like oh this will be it I didn't win the first Uh, one I won the second one and he didn't but then he won it in the three-way yeah but this was the one I'm thinking of was when Jeff hit the swanton he got a two count and then Triple H just rolled forward mm. and got a three. But then I'm like, okay, fine. But then that's telling the story. All right, you're not that wily yet. But then yet. Th- Jeff definitely beat Triple H, but he beat him and then Triple H got up and did the, uh, the, did the Charlotte Flair. Well done, kid. Yeah. Yeah, got me. It kind of just, it kind of undoes. You young whippersnapper. It undoes the work, doesn't it? You flabbergasted me. It feels like, oh, I'm fine, really. In the same way that like, they're almost, you know, even, although at this point, this bit was so good that even both guys getting twatted with chairs and then immediately getting back up, I mm. wasn't too worried about it. I was like, this is still really good. And giving Steph the twist of fate, yeah. that's a that's a big thing look, to do. Look, Canada, it's all right. It's all right. Everything's yeah. all right. Yeah. Especially after the complaint you've just had. Like, Yeah, we're going to rest many next year. See ya. Bye. Everything's good. Uh, also new from WF Home Video. Mick Foley, Hard Knocks and Cheap Pops. Yay. I like that one. That's the one where they did commentary on uh, Kel from Hell. Aww. Good times. Imagine recording your own commentary in a pay-per-view. How silly that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be rubbish. Yeah. What a terrible idea. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Triple H bothers oh. Regal in his bloody office and wants Jeff, even saying he'll put the title on the line tonight to get him because Triple H is icy champion. Maybe you've forgotten about that. Uh, Michael Cole says Triple H is mad at his wife getting hit. But Triple H hit later on Raw. Yeah, thanks, Cole. Yeah, thanks. For thanks. <laughs> what a hypocrite. And he's wearing denim. Uh, all three Dudleys show up with the Whack of the Night, sponsored by Tabaki is Wacky. It's Spike getting press slammed to the outside, inside the ring, to the outside the ring by Albert. Oof. <laughs> Cigarettes are badarettes. <laughs> but never mind that. What is also whack is the proper debut of the X Factor team! Yes! I got everything I ever wanted and I'll never give it back. You! I know you hate X Factor because you ain't gonna look at me like that. I said, you ain't gonna look at me like that. We don't want to What you looking at? What you looking at? What you looking at? And then the ring by that point, like winning the match, obviously. But yeah, so I'm reading Just Incredible's autobiography right now. And as a notification, I thought I'd make them more Just Incredible E. So one of them is just the intro to his ECW theme. I mean, someone. Nice. So like that. Snap your fingers, snap your neck. A new one is, I got everything I ever want. I went, oh, I did the one that such you heard a mistake. That. I did the one that you heard that, and I thought that's a lovely thing to do. Yeah, it was. And then the first few minutes, it's just me staring going, what, about, what have I done? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I have become death, destroyer of world. <laughs> Want to know how they got that theme music? Uh, yeah, go on. Let's ask X-Park. Whose idea was Uncle Cracker? Mine. Excellent choice. <laughs> Because yeah, it got so me, it got me into so. Uncle Cracker. It got me into Uncle Cracker. Off the back of X Factor, I bought Double Wide, and then I bought 72 and Sunny, <laughs> and then from there, off to the races we go. No stranger to shame. It's carried on from there. So it's your fault. So you've not, so you've not heard the story behind that? No. Okay. Leans in. So, no. Yes. All right. Shane, Shane, my man, comes up to me and he goes, man, uh, we were thinking about having Red Hot Chili Peppers do your theme music. And I'm like, no, I want Uncle Cracker. <laughs> amazing okay. amazing okay <laughs> okay red hot chili peppers if you want i guess if you want thanks oh. x park oh thanks man cheers mate appreciate you popping by what are you doing here like a sitcom who is uncle cracker matthew greg he was kid rock's dj he was indeed real name matthew schaefer he and his brother Mike went to a nightclub in Michigan one night and there was a turntable competition taking place. Kid Rock was competing. Schaefer and Kid Rock became bezies. And in 94, Kid asked Schaefer to play turntables for his band called Twisted. <laughs> Schaefer didn't know how to use turntables. <laughs> But his brother did, so he asked him how to do it, and then he went, cheers, mate, I'd love to be a rock star. 
Fuck you, Uncle Cracker. Um, upon the release of um, the of Kid Rock's album, The History of Rock, which went multi-platinum. Seven times. That's it. I won platinum. It's rubbish uh, apart from American Badass. Schaefer decided it was time to go on his own, and he released his first solo album yep. in 2000 named Double Wide. Yep. Peaked at number seven on the Billboard 200 album chart. Uh, did all right in the UK. Uh, no, it did all, it, it did okay in the UK, but the, the big runaway hit from this album Is wasn't what you're looking at. Follow me. Follow me. And uh, fun fact, uh, my stepmom bought that album because she, because she heard Follow Me on Top of the Pops and thought it was going to be like that. Follow me and everything is all right. And she then she bought the album. And then she put it in and wasn't the rest of the particularly album impressed like, by the rest is like gangster rap almost some of it or it's very, very loosely. Uh, so yeah, thank you, thank you for that. So my my second moment, do you want this? The um the best. I should part, have bought the single. I think I I I loved the single so much and follow I was desperate to do well. Me and everything is all right. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. And if you want to leave, I can guarantee you won't find nobody else like me. I'm not worried about the ring you wear. Just as long as no one knows that nobody can care. You're feeling guilty and I'm well aware. But you don't look ashamed of me. I'm not scared. I'm singing. Follow, Follow me. Everything is alright. Right. I'll be the one to tuck you in at night. Bum, 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 if you want to leave, I can guarantee you bum, won't bum. find nobody, nobody else, else like me. me. Don't know how you met me. You don't know. <laughs> Alfred J. Quacker hang out with Uncle Quacker. <laughs> Good luck with that one, John. John's like, that's too old even for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. so that, that's track like three or whatever, track four. Yo, yo, let's get some bitches, get some bitches. <laughs> I love bitches, 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 bitches. The, the, okay, uh, thank you. Matthew, do you want a free CD? The, the first track on that album, I did have the album. The first track on the album is called Better Days. And there's an intro, which is Kid Rock chatting to Uncle Cracker before he gets on the tour bus. Uh, basically telling him how to put a condom on. <laughs> That's the first song. Because <laughs> oh. he does a bit, he says, when it all gets, Kid Rock says, still crack, you know, when it gets too much with the girls and the money and the fame, just remember one thing. Cracker's like, yeah, what's that? Make sure you pinch it at the top before you roll it down. <laughs> Like, it's the last bit of advice you'll give it on a crack before he goes on tour. How Good to advice. A, how to put a condom on. It's great advice. That's why there's not many little crackers. You want to be Uncle Cracker, not Father Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, uh, weird though, it's the debut of the X Factor theme. They're not called X Factor. No, they're still yeah. not called X Factor. It's obvious they should be called X Factor. Yeah. You're dealing with the X Factor. So they've, factor. Not, they've not got everything they wanted. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's uh, Spike versus Albert, which seems very Oh, unfair. fuck the match. It's not important. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I put Albert's head is heavier than all of Spike. <laughs> uh, the walking embodiment of Donkey Kong mode. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Tosses Spike around until LSD spears Albert in the midsection. Spike <laughs> double stomps Albert off the top, bloody hell, and then lands the Dudley dog. But Albert kicks out after X Factor distracts, and then LSD runs into a running boot 
It says X Factor continue to win every single match on TV with <laughs> the exact same finish. God love them. They keep on keeping on. Yeah. The Dudley Boys do not appreciate that and blow the roof off by dropping the what's up headbutt and getting the tables. X Factor cuts them off, however, with a brutal looking X Factor on the outside, on the board, Yvonne, and a double super kick sends Bubba down. So then poor Spike takes another harsh bump, a Baldo bomb off the apron through the table. Poor bastard. <laughs> Spike Dudley was like, just take a bump at this time. He went through the table, but he did bang his head on the Yes, he did. Oh, jeez. Uh, hey, look, it's Deborah, and she's walking. <laughs> she's looking for JR. Cool. This is immediately followed by a don't try this at home advert, <laughs> which you're going to assume is, what, talk to Deborah. Dr. Deborah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Uh, please don't talk to Deborah at home or anywhere else. <laughs> Not on a playground. Not on anything. <laughs> Jeff Hardy sees Regal and he goes, Ah, oh, Jeffrey! He gives him his IT, IC title match tonight, but warns him not to besmirch Steph. And then Big Show charges in oh and he God. wants Revengi on Kane and Undertaker, but he needs a tag partner. Regal goes, Uh, well, how about you get a tag team and make it a handicap match tonight? Big Show is happy and fat. <laughs> we enter this week. The saddest timeline with the video. Oh, so great. So, like, there's a, there's a few nuances in this that I wanted to pick up on. So, so Jeff is saying to Regal, like, uh, Regal's like, you besmirch Stephanie, you put your hands on a woman. And Jeff Riley's is going, fucking beat up Leah on Monday. Jeffrey, stop that. Regal's like, stop being a bloody bugger. Anyway, he walks up and as Jeff leaves, Big Show walks past him. And Big Show waits till Jeff is. Who's tiny compared to Big Show? Big Show waits until Jeff is really out of the way to go, Yeah, do that, you prick! <laughs> oh, hey, Regal! <laughs> what a match against Undertaker and Kane! Big Show's great at this entire and episode. He's, so he's just like, I want to tell, make it a handicap match. And as Big Show leaves, Regal's like, Bugger off, you pillock. He goes, uh, But it is a handicap match. Le I legally qualify for disability. <laughs> All right. You come to my bloody <laughs> office wearing your moo moo. <laughs> that little shower hat. This this whole show is just everyone just taking the piss out of Big yeah. Show. Yeah, they're, they're, they're having enough. And Big Show just rolling with the punches. Sausage rolling with the punches. God love it. You thought that was silly enough. Crash Holly gets a backstage interview. Isn't oh that my nice? God, this is ace. He's so happy that Harker Holly is back. And he isn't worried about Rhino. Crash Holly then immediately takes a go from Rhino at the metal door. <laughs> it was amazing! Are I... you worried about Rhino? Hell no! I don't sweat Rhino! <laughs> immediately dead. He made a Linda out of Crash. <laughs> I'll make a Linda <laughs> out of you. <laughs> Nowadays, Rhino would have gone, looks like Holly crashed or something. But right now, Rhino just doesn't do anything and runs away. That's why he's the best right the now. Best Rhino. Debs tells JR that she wasn't involved with oh, Austin's no. actions to JR. However, Austin comes in and sees the two talking to each other, and he immediately scares JR into leaving by just staring at him. Scary Austin then makes his wife back her back her bag. Pack her bag. Her Bad bag. type in there. Back your bags. Uh huh. It gets a bit uncomfortable, really, with the evil Austin. It's more, yeah, it's it's like... Knowing uh, what happens later on. Yeah, well, with that, Deborah doesn't... Like, Deborah's acting chops here are very exposed because she's very much got an expression on her face of, like, I don't know what emotion to portray, which I guess is kind of what you're doing because she doesn't know what emotion to portray because that's her husband and he's he's uh, going off the deep end. 
But also, she doesn't know what version to portray because she's not a very good actor. Yeah. <laughs> and it just is that, of... it's a it's all Transformers comic B, but it's a dull surprise. Dull surprise. That's it. There's one dull artist surprise. who just, one artist who couldn't draw people's like had that one face yes. that they do for everybody. And so it was it one episode ended with all of them looking up in the air and they're supposed to be like, oh my god. But everyone's like, what are they looking at? What is, is something else happening with camera? <laughs> dull surprise. Yeah. Oh, also, speaking of told surprise, XFL, something about oh. winning a million dollars. I don't know. No it, one cares. There's playoffs. There's two playoffs. Nearly, the end, thank God, nearly the end of the season. The Chicago Enforcers versus Los Angeles Extreme are in the playoffs on Saturday. Oh, right. Nearly there. The playoffs? The playoffs. playoffs? Have you ever seen that promo? No. Guys asked, uh, he's, they're doing very badly, and he goes, uh, are worried about the playoffs? He's like, playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> We're just worried we can beat a win a game. We don't mind the playoffs. <laughs> anyway. Austin and Debs leave. Meanwhile, Steph gets looked over by, I think it's Dr. Tom Pritchard, or someone who looks like Dr. Tom. I thought it was a woman. <laughs> Tom Pritchard could be, like, a mum. Look at pictures of Dr. Tom Pritchard, ladies and gentlemen. I thought it was a he woman. He has mum qualities about him. I genuinely thought it was a woman. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Oh, to no, oh, no. I want to look at Dr. Tom. Do you know, do you know who Dr. Tom is? I have any, he has a heavenly body. I know. <laughs> Well, I used to. Was it, that was that was a Dev- hold that against him. That was a Devonshire no, no, body. Not the, fo- not the photos on WWE. No, no, I'm I'm pulling up. I'm not pulling a picture of Doctor Tom. I'm pulling up a picture from SmackDown. Oh. of of the person that was uh. doing a, a, a bang up job of putting a cold compress it's, on it's, Linda's neck. It's Doctor Mom. Are we sure that's I? We're having a live look now. All right, we're waiting for the camera pad. That, that could be Dr. Tom. It could be Tom. Actually, do you know what? Oh, my, oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? It's just dawned on me. It is Dr. Tom. Right? And do you know why I know it's Dr. Tom? Right? Go on. He's got a stethoscope. Oh, he's Dr. Tom. It's Dr. Tom. He's such a mum. Oh, my God. I thought it was a woman. I thought it was a woman. Anyway, like, he's just compressing a towel on her head. Dr. Mom. Dr. Mom Pritchett. Steph is upset because Jeff broke her good earrings, but luckily Dr. Mom was like, you can borrow mine if you like. This is like Dr. Tom in Mrs. Doubtfire. No, it's just him. Apparently, He's not even needing to dress up, according to you. The only way he could see Bruce. Steph, he looks at him and goes, were you, you're Dr. Th- were you Dr. Tom the whole time? The whole time? <laughs> that was no idea. What are you on about? Dr. Tom in Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> he enters the room and they go, oh, hey, Tom, see you later. And then he leaves. He goes, oh, I forgot my keys. Better go back in. And they go, oh, hey, Mrs. Doubtfire. Look, you can exude <laughs> mom qualities. <laughs> Dr. Mom. Dr. Mom Pritchard. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Oh. It's a tight. I'm speaking not from experience, but someone else. Doctor Doctor Mom looks exactly like someone someone from the northeast would hook up with a night owl, not because of their physical attributes, because but but, but, but but because they look like someone who could cook a really good breakfast in the morning. <laughs> Child bearing hips and a full Uh. larder. (laughs) We'll soon fix both of them. Uh. Oh 
my Christ. You know what the best way to follow a Triple H segment is? Oh. Uh, I know, China. Oh no awkwardness God. there. She still has her bazooka and her China 9 clothing gear yeah, or something. Yeah, I couldn't find anything about this either. I feel like I've done a bad job researching, but some of these things How dare you don't know exist. what China 9 is? I even went on China9.com through Web Archive, and they've got nothing on there. There's so little history of this C9 clothing that was came out. I know in 2020, Haynes brand released C9 champion performance athletic wear. Which is uh, great. Just another, just, just another brand of clothes. Uh, Sorry, was I supposed to pop there? No. Just, Yay! Uh, Soon on. Get this on. Put this round. You soaked my battleship. Put this round your gusset, Doctor Mom. Uh, <laughs> I remember Big and Sani. All right, that's great. Uh, out comes Ivory of Right to Censor because this feud will never die oh. because there's no other challenges for China right now. Or no one she wants to face. Or, uh, or that's true. Yeah, that as well. Jeez. Uh, Cole points out it's different this time. Not like at WrestleMania, which is a complete squash because Right to Censor was banned at ringside at WrestleMania, but now Stephen is allowed at ringside. So it is different. Mm. Okay, mate. Uh, China destroys her until Ivory dodges the backflip and she bonks in the corner and sells her like the rumble. But she is able to kick out and move around, so she's not dead. Right, Officially good. unlindered. She comes back from not death to get dragged outside by Steven, allowing China the chance to recover and slam her around and make it look competitive until mm-hmm. China gives up and slams her while looking very unimpressed and barely pins her. Huh. Steven tries to interfere but takes an even flow DDT for some reason. Ha, ha, ha. Is this big ECW fan China? What's next for her? I think she's been um, dropping them duds for a bit. Yeah, but it's it's a, it's a proper even flow. The kick and everything. Even flow. Oh. Sorry, every time we say an even flow yeah. DDT, you have to. But the first half of this was like, oh, okay, they're going to stack the deck against China. That makes sense if you can somehow get over this enormous obstacle. That's great. She's going to cut the knot in half. Like Ulysses and all the rest. Uh, there was another cartoon, and that's great. And then China gives up near the end and goes, "Ah, whatever, she's beneath me." And I'm like, and "No, China, there's no suspense. If you don't take it seriously, it's like whatever." It's I, literally no, the same no, 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 no. You have to take your opponent seriously. The same finish as well. Yeah, if you're not doing that, then there's. Uh, she looked bored. There's wow. no way. Like nowadays, probably would have booked this awfully because they're all weird. But back then, mm. there was no way they would have gone. They would have gone and got right, China. Make your opponent look so beneath you. Because you know what? The crowd, they'll never want to see this ever again. And that'll be great. We'll make so much money. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I have no idea what's next for her. Uh, but luckily, someone at WF does. <laughs> Big Show goes to see the APA, who laugh at him for being fat. <laughs> Matthew, why are you so cynical and saying that? No, they do. They do. Show wants to know if they're scared of Undertaker and Kane. And it's like, it's like, Big Show, I've done a bad job of recapping this. Big Show says, do you guys want to team up with me tonight in a handicap match? And they go, no. And they go, all right, why? Are you scared of Undertaker and Kane? Or do you just not want to team up with me? And Bradshaw goes, uh, pick one of them. <laughs> pick, it's a no from us. <laughs> and Big Show just stood there with his, basically with his, metaphorically with his lad out. Just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, continue to play poker and ignore him. It's like, shut the door on your uh, way out. Yeah, shut the door on your way out. And he does. And then, they, and then as he's gone, they're going, he's a bit thinner, isn't he? Yeah, but he's still fat. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Just buried. Like, again, if you only watched the backstage segments, you thought the APA were the best tag team 
in <sighs> WWF. Then they got in the ring. It was all our book. Just their, their segments are why they're in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Uh, and even worse than that. Even worse! <laughs> Stacker 2, Burner of Fat presents Regal getting stretched by... You could have picked anything. You could pick anything, JVC Boombox of the Week. No, or... it has to, after the picture segment, it has to be, and now, Fat Burner, yeah. Fat, Fat, Fat of the hey, Week. Hey. Bradshaw, you know what he needs? What's that, Farouk? Stack it too! And they punch it into the camera, and then it becomes the clip. Yeah. Stack it too. Burner of Fat presents Regal getting stretched by Jericho and Benoit while disco music plays over these clips very inappropriately. They still do that. It's amazing. I liked when they showed... So they, they did... On Raw, they did Benoit versus Jericho. Yes, they did. And Regal was the ref. Mm-hmm. There's a lovely bit where Jericho's pinning Benoit and Regal is just smiling and waving at the crowd <laughs> on the hard cam side. <laughs> Regal's the best. It gets better. Jericho and Benoit talk to each other backstage. Knowing they've annoyed Regal, so there's going to be something bad in store for them tonight. Benoit smiles and says, eh, let's get it over with. I could tell what they wanted to do here. He says, says, let's go with it. Yeah, but serious Jericho doesn't necessarily work with serious Benoit. Don't mix yet. But yeah, they're like, wait, we're going to get buggered here tonight. And Benoit's like, okay. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Let's get buggered. (laughs) I mean, I don't mind... Either you either you don't do a pro- I mean the other option is to not do a promo at all and just go we'll just go out there and sort it out. I don't I kind of just don't mind Benoit going. Ah, it's just let's just do it. It's just like, it's just a bring it on. Yeah, bring it on would yeah. be better than let's go with it. Uh, yeah, let's open go with at it. them. Let's see how it goes. It's sort of like they they kind of have the same energy that you have when you're told. Oh, by the way, your auntie and uncle are visiting. All right. Well, Great. See how it goes. How you doing? Are you still doing good at school? Andy, I'm 34. <laughs> uh, Team Eck, ECK, presented by Stacker 2. Look at you, Big Show. Lugs is in Big Show's a Big Lugs. And Chef Boyardee overstuffed. That's ye, pal. <laughs> how are you advertising fat burners and shitty pasta in the same breath? Just save money and just eat Lugs. <laughs> I do love that. In the yeah. same bit, it's like, lose some weight with Stacker 2. You've done it? Great. Have a dinner. Fucking pasta. Boy RD. Well done, Bubba. Thanks, mate. It's okay. Boy RD. It's okay. Like, someone did a good meme a while ago that was like adverts during December. Chef Boy RD, pasta, chocolate loaves. Ooh, big boss man's. Chocolate dog. Yeah, everything. January. You disgusting piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fat burners, exercise machines, diets. It's true. It's absolutely Shocking, true. Uh, Regal also joins the team to make this an overstuffed ravioli of a handicap match. <laughs> Jericho and Benoit clear the ring to start. Jericho lands the lion's hole on edge as Benoit decks Regal. Benoit then lands Air Canada on edge and nearly wins. Christian shows up to remind everyone it's four on one. After getting pounded on for a bit, ooh, Benoit gets a cross face on a Regal for a scarily loud pop, but Angle is able to get the Angle Slam on Jericho to win. They very nearly won. They nearly won. This was great. Yeah. This was really fun. It was tornado rules, so it was wild. And there were the great sequences where like Benoit and Jericho would take one yeah. down and simply roll into taking out the other. It looked they everybody yeah. looked great here. Like, I, I know you'd argue, but surely the, the team that is four looks weak against the team that is two. And no, they didn't. No. no, no, they did not look like Jericho and Benoit looked very, very good, but the four evil Rogans looked excellent yeah. as well. Like Poland v Germany, they don't care about the odds. Still exactly. gonna fight. <laughs> Uh, Lug's Snoopy Tennis of the Week presents 
It's Rhino goring everyone. It's the same as last week, but I don't care. <laughs> lugs, not just for Snoopy, but Woodstock as well. Woodstock wearing lugs, the poor bastard. He wasn't yeah, how'd that work? Until Heathcliff comes along and takes it from him. <laughs> After no good. Test wishes Jeff Hardy best of luck against Triple H. Oh, yeah, that'll help. <laughs> Thanks, kiss of death. I love that. I love that. Tess is like, oh, hello. I see your feeding with Triple H. Well, I hope you have a nice time. Jeff should run away with him like he had the plague. Like, get away from me. <laughs> Just throwing him out of the locker room. Throwing stuff at the cameraman. No, no, no don't show us together. <laughs> uh, it was almost like, you know, remember the, you know, the fast show? It was, I feel like that Tess was close to doing that character. It's like, so, uh, you're fighting Triple H, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, hardest game in the world. Yeah. I did that for a few years. <laughs> then he got married to Stephanie once. Oh, never do that again. <laughs> anyway, I couldn't do it anymore. Terrible back injury. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it anymore. I've got, I've got pain in the neck. That's what people kept on calling me. <laughs> Tess does have an excellent moment in about he half yeah, we'll an get, hour's we'll time, to be fair. We drag, we rag on him. He became my star yeah. half an hour's time. We get a recap of Linda wanting a divorce that we opened the show with, so let's skip ahead. Yes. Uh, Linda was better when she was dead. <laughs> Hardcore Holly is here. <laughs> like Chucky's mother. With the fuck. <laughs> You've always been dead, sir. <laughs> And I've always been. <laughs> I've always been. I've always, a, I've always been a dog. Alcohol Holly is here with a massive pop of a hotel with four toilets. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Reference is about three so, years old now. So they were meant. To, it was meant to be the Hollies versus Edge and Christian for the tag titles tonight, but because Crash got hoofed by Rhino, they added Edge and Christian to the ah. tag match to make the handicap match. And instead, we've got Hogger Holly versus Rhino, a gift for the ECW fans in the building. Yeah. Once again, WWF going, oh, ECW hardcore fans, eh? Don't worry, fam, I've got you covered. Hogger Holly. Yeah, it's in his name. Yeah, literally, he's hardcore. Hogger Holly was a massive pop, is facing Rhino, who took out his cousin, which makes sense as he's only gored him on TV about 11 times in two weeks. <laughs> Uh, Hardcore gets the, draped across the ropes and kicked in the Jacobs move that Taz loves. Uh, lots of fake crowd noise here, sadly. Hardcore keeps battering Rhino in the corner, and the ref keeps stopping it until Rhino goes both Hardcore and the ref. Uh, Molly then shows up with a bin, so Hardcore can bonk Rhino a few times to get a measure of rubbish revenge. Can't even have Holly lose to Rhino. They, they, protect, they weirdly protect Holly. Like, they're keeping him, like, yeah. one day we might need him. Because he's mint. Like, they're, <laughs> they're like hoarders with Hardcore Holly. They really like are. Like, we might need this one day, so we don't want to waste it. In a tag team of Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh, God, that happened, didn't it? Where was Holly during... Oh, it was Orton's celebration. Yeah. Back, <laughs> backstage asks Grandmaster Sexy if he can team with him. Oh, this is just getting sadder for the big show. This is great, we're on about. But then... <laughs> Grandmaster Sexsake speaks in that wacky southern speak and tells him, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 but get to stepping. And Big Show is like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll step. I'll step all over you. And then looks to the right, oh, hi, see Blackwood. <laughs> and he's just like, we got a problem? Nah. And he goes, ugh, does, does Blackwood sleep with those nunchucks? <laughs> like, not even Big Show is going to be Steve Blackwood. Fucking Big Show, just fucking emasculated, humiliated, 
downtrodden in every fucking pro. Grandmaster Zexay went, nah, mate, you're all right. Oh, I'll beat you up. Yeah. Oh, shit, it's Steve Blackman. Better leg it. Grandmaster Zexay starts reciting the raw intro from 97. Will you team up with me? No, I can't. I'm busy tonight. <laughs> Why are you... Oh, Steve Blackman. Lest, lest we forget that, like, two months ago, Big Show beat up the entire hardcore division. And this week, oh, Blackman! That's away. why. <laughs> <laughs> Blackman! Calm down, Hogan. <laughs> Sorry. Another, NX another XFL thing plays quick and doesn't explain how uh, you win a million dollars exactly but the outro music sounds like elephants being kicked <laughs> how bad was that whole section XFL this Sunday against the Sega Genesis <laughs> Nintendogs <laughs> <laughs> wait what the hell was that Nintendogs wait was that the theme they went with <laughs> 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 Why did you have You can load that up and see what I'm talking about. Why did you have him and the teams with the second Genesis versus the Nintendo? How bad were the names back then? San Francisco Demons versus Orlando Rage. Oh, that's better, <laughs> is it? The saying, San Francisco Rage. I'm not saying it's better. I'm just intrigued how you got from that to the second Genesis versus the Nintendo. I would have preferred the Nebraska Nintendo. Oh yeah, you're right. My my apologies. <laughs> Sorry, the, oh, the Philly of, the Philly Penguins are looking on disgusted. Oh, just think of all those Nintendo oh, that have been fed in years. They're dead. <laughs> Rather like Nintendo. Oh, oh, Linda, what are we on? Chucky's mum's Nintendo. Oh, <laughs> Jeff Hardy tells Kelly, "It isn't about the belt. It's about revenge." Good short promo from Jeff. Yep. Nice and short and sweet. Short, sweet, concise. Speaking of things that are not short or sweet, oh. Test is backstage checking out the lid. <laughs> I almost said the Linda spread. Let me start that the again. Linda spread. The, li <laughs> the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the Linda spread. It's tombstones. Oh. oh. Look at it like a funeral director's pamphlet. Oh, already buried with her. <laughs> I'll give you uh, six feet. No, hey, that's an unrealistic number. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm I was, again. Don't feel sad. I was buried once. I know that feeling. So Tess is looking at the magazine. Steph won revenge. <laughs> if I can't get with Steph, I'll get with Linda. <laughs> Linda <laughs> Linda's dead. Oh, <laughs> dead scared of me. <laughs> that'll be much easier. Uh, dead women can't say no. <laughs> Jesus test. <laughs> I preferred it when you just played N64 games. And got yeah, stuck, great. You're a bit dark. I got stuck on Lila Wars. How'd it go last night with you and Linda? She said no. What? She's dead. I know. <laughs> so I just... But I beat Vandross, though. So that's fine. I beat Luther Vandross. <laughs> the last Andros. boss of Lila Wars. <laughs> Luther Van Luther Andross. And then the skeleton went, I'm not going to have sex with you yet. Also, it's Andros. I went, oh, no, Luther Vandross. Luther Andros. i got no respect. <laughs> Tessa checking out the leader spread in the WF Razmag. <laughs> the Linda spread. As right to censor, want him to join right to censor. And I'll point out those. Why would you want that? Test laughs in their faces so and good. leaves. 
okay, right to sense need to retire after that. No, this is no, no. You, yeah, you're, you're, you're you, underselling. I can see you want to do some more. You're underselling how fucking ace this was. The test is leaning against the wall in the corridor, looking at a Razmag. Whoa! <laughs> right I'd ban her from Canada. <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd let her play with me multi pack. Uh, I'd let her play with me rumble pack. Um, and then there's a rider's head to come up, and they're like, "Hey, test, we want to talk to you." Well, he's like, "Who you want to talk to me, little old me?" Then, then can't they, talk, masturbating. They pitch as he's as his bonkons going down. They pitch him uh, the right to censor initiative, and um, <laughs> he gets half the thing and sees what like Bull Buchanan would look like with Lita's body. He's like, mm, maybe. <laughs> Looking good, Bull Buchanan. Your head's a bit big though. <laughs> so wait, test here's the proposal. And he's like, so I could join you, and I could wear that stupid fucking shirt and those shit trousers, and never watch porn again. No way! And Velvet is like, with his proper hard man face oh, on, yeah, the yeah. fucking idiot goes, well, in that case, I'm gonna have to be respected to you. And Tess just goes, fuck off, mate. Whatever, see you out there. Tess like, <laughs> just your career's deader than mine, mate. <laughs> just like emasculating these really shit people on the roster yeah. just what you need when you're desperate to make stars yeah. just tell everybody their shit yeah. we're not saying you guys should be worried but we have just got all these contracts of like 69 <laughs> other wrestlers yes oh god it was test, this test was mwah, chef's kiss here right. test was excellent here test's kiss oh, test. uh, meanwhile Big Show is so desperate for a tag team that he spots Kai and Tai <laughs> with some female who, I don't know who this was. Uh, I didn't, I couldn't find any details about her either. Um, she is their translator. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, they have to have a translator. Phew, that would have been awful <sighs> inconvenient. Uh, he asks them to join him tonight. He gets the unnamed woman to translate and he tells them, they tell him his face reminds him of Godzilla, which gets a pop from the crowd. God love them. Big Show's like, oh yeah? We'll tell them to bring some spring rolls and wonton soup, okay? But who's the opponent? Just sh shut up, shut up. Gamera. <laughs> Mecha Godzilla. Uh, very 2001-y. Very 2001 yeah. uh, Sunday Night Heat. Taz's show that exists. Nothing announced apart from Albert's making a guest <laughs> Can't wait for Albert. Albert who? To guess the <laughs> Albert who? Jay Quack. Oh, Jonathan Quack. Dibby dobbing diving. Albert's always striving. Seldom wears a frown. You're His head's too big for a crown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because one day his egg's going to fuck. His head's going to hatch. <laughs> his head's going to hatch. A duck. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> oh my god, Albert's head finally hatched! <laughs> His head's gonna hatch! Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a double yoke! <laughs> it ain't no yoke! His head hatches, it's just. Eggs factor! Eggs factor! Eggs factor! <laughs> Hey, hey, Albert, hey, I hear WCW is starting up again. I hope you don't get poached. <laughs> wow, Albert getting fried in the comments. 
<laughs> he got hit so hard with that chair, his head was uh, concussed. <laughs> Another joke circumcised by Tom. <laughs> You're welcome. Removing the best bit. Also, King of the Ring 2001 sells out in less than four hours. Yeah, you guys are happy now buying your tickets. Wait till the show starts. Uh, Big Show and Kai and Tai are up next together again. Just like Survivor Series 99. Yay! Kai and Tai still don't know who their opponents are. That's the joke. So on Raw, Kane was going to win the hardcore title from... What? Jesus Christ, this is what the note says. Kane was going to win the hardcore title from Kane as Kane was wrestling in a match. I mean, that is, that is the sitcom that we do. Kane, what Kane? Don't fight me for the hardcore title, you prick. Too late, mate. Already have. We've all been invited for a date with Linda. Oh, oh no! Not you as well, twin triplet Kane. No, I'm I'm Doctor Tom Pritchard. I made it. <laughs> Mom Pritchard. No, to Tom. Why do people keep on calling me that? <laughs> it's weird. A minute ago, just before you got in the room, Mrs. Delphire was in here. That was me. <laughs> we talking about? You got me keys. You're two completely different people. No, it's just me. Okay, then cognito. Bastards, a lot of you. <laughs> Dr. Tom not appreciating these jokes. Oh, sorry, Dr. Tom. No, someone did tweet Tom. me, we go, because uh, uh, Mayor oh. Kane in 2022 was tweeting stuff about the homeless, and someone said, hey, guys, new Kane just dropped. Shit Kane. And I, <laughs> I saw that. And I was like, sorry, that's not a new Kane. That one's been around for a while. <laughs> That's a revival of an old game. Mayor Kane. Kane. I don't think Mayor Kane would like this show. Shit. Good. I like, I like the idea of Shitty Kane. What if, a, what if one of the Canes ran a city really badly? That'd be a... That's too unrealistic. Stop doing the shit. Anyway, some... some when does Cool Kane turn up and beat up Glenn Jacobs? Oh, wait, in two seconds. Any oh, minute now. In real life. In real life, any minute now. I meet, meet the real me. What? <laughs> cool Glenn! Free money for everybody. <laughs> Let's help the homeless. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Undertaker gave Big Show a last ride out the corner, kind of. Still cool, though. Yeah, Get still fuck Big Show. <laughs> Uh, Kane's music plays in Kaintai are not happy about realizing who their opponents are. Big Show refuses to tag into uh, into Face Undertaker. I got confused there. I thought I put Baby Face Undertaker, so I got confused. But just word Face. Sorry. Let me start that Kane, again. Big Show refuses Kane. <laughs> Big Show refuses to tag into Face Undertaker because he's a face. Right. So Taka has to go on Undertaker's back for a sleeper. Undertaker just walks across and has Kane flick him off like a bug. Kane then presses Taka for a few reps. Big Show tries to attack Kane, but Kane shrugs it off. So Big Show throws Funaki in the ring and sods off. <laughs> Kane then uses Funaki to try and do the last ride, but he fudges it. He's not used to someone so light. Undertaker then delivers a big one to Taka to demonstrate. So Kane tries again on Funaki and gets it right. Funny and great stuff, even if I'm wondering who it's benefiting. I think it's just because it's important to embarrass Big Show because Big Show's on the ramp at this point, like throwing a tantrum. No, drop out in my friend. Oh, you're all pricks. Everyone's bullying me. I can't believe Kaintai weren't successful against Undertaker and Kane. <laughs> Why did yeah. that fail? Undertaker and Kane are getting over because obviously this is cool Kane. But it's a little bit sitcom game because he fudges the last ride. He's like, uh oh, looks like I fucked it up. 
But oh, I actually like that though. You. And they go, like, <laughs> I loved it. No sillies like this. Oh, is it like this? Yes. Yeah. I'm only sad that that bit didn't go on for another 10 minutes as they perfected yeah, right, it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Done it again. Oh, oh, oh. No. As Taka just because by you by you points to Taka who uh, about three days before this went to go see a, sol- a shoulder specialist for a partially torn rotator cuff, and here he, like WWF we've got no talent everybody's injured this is really bad <laughs> also WWF come here Taka <laughs> bang <laughs> just ride yeah. them till they're dead and then eat them yeah <laughs> love you Taka. Uh, um, also, uh, Funaki uh, was fine despite the uh, the weird drop. Uh, Meltzer wanted to point out that Funaki's okay. What? <laughs> oh my they, god! I don't Dave. know. I don't know whether God fucking Dave. Yeah, Dave. I don't know whether Dave thought he might have been really hurt. Even back then, Dave didn't get jokes. <laughs> What's the one that was on a tour this week? It's like because she is going back to New Japan, so Alvarez like, well, at least he'll know where the the hard camera is. As a joke, and they also well, they don't really have a uh, hard cameras over there in Japan. They um, oh, they use all other. I'm like, Jesus wept. God love anyway, him. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of media being silly, for the XFL athlete, the oh. media has not been kind. That's a direct quote from the music video mm-hmm. package. Critics considered them journeymen and not ready for prime time. And if you watch, though, you realise they are giving it their all. I'll put this. People did watch. And they realized they were journeymen and they were not ready for prime time. Lol, 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 lol. That's re- exactly the reason why a lot of people didn't watch it. We've reached the point where we are now emotionally blackmailing people to watch yeah. the XFL. Look we've at this man's up, face. We've given up trying to get... Because look at, look at the, the pantheon of marketing tactics that we've covered since it started. XFL because the NFL is shit. It's shit. Hey, there's some boobs. Hey, I'm Jesse Ventura, and he's a piece of shit. Watch XFL, and I'll beat him up. These guys really hurt each other. They're not pussies like the NFL. But seriously, they're real people, and they care about their families. Please watch the XFL. Please watch the fucking X. Please watch the XFL. And now over to Thora Heard with the Radio 4 appeal. <laughs> Please listen to Radio 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, desperate measures by My desperate God. people. Desperate, desperate, desperate. So, uh, so I'm Bob Crosses. Uh, Vincent Man, who is your core audience for XFL? Uh, Fucking anyone, anyone. Well, normal people hated it, and wrestling fans hate it even more. So we don't know <laughs> if they got a Nielsen box and a heart rate. <laughs> well, uh, so Linda, you're out. You've already got a Nielsen. The, You've already got a Nielsen box. I told the Nielsen box. Surely these numbers can't be right. And he went, "They are right." And don't call me Shirley. He went, "Oh no, I bought a Leslie Nielsen box." <laughs> a long way to go for that. <laughs> I'm glad you took the journey, though. I'm glad you took the journey. I took it via airplane. <laughs> <sighs> Cole and Taz then talk about how hard those blue-collar guys put in. The San Francisco Demons and the Orlando Rage this Sunday, and then some other semis, and the winning team gets a million dollars. That's not much for a team of a bunch of people, though. It's they couldn't not. pay the fans a million dollars to watch. <laughs> anyway, his test versus Val, which is here to die before the main event. Oh, sorry, test, too late. In fairness, test has been a solid run of matches as of late, but bloody hell, this match is so inappropriately placed. Bull gets a sweet scissors kick on the outside, but Test somehow kicks out. Test delivers the pump handle slam, but Goodfather distracts so Stephen can 
delivering a Stephen kick to Bull because Tess ducked. Ooh. But then Raven even flows Stephen for the second time this episode, so Tess can nail the big boot on Val and win. The good father and Bull nearly come to blows afterwards, and when Stephen stops him from fighting, they both hit him and the RTC explodes. I forget what happens after this, but this was absolutely the time to have them fall apart and move on. Uh, also, shortly after this advert, the Rio presents Hedonism, soft porn for the lads. <laughs> and that's Fine, beefy match. RTC exploding, like you say, this is like we've reached a, a very natural conclusion yeah. of the right to censor here. Um, they will they will go back to their hedonistic ways in about five days' time. Yeah. So it's not long until like all order is restored there. Uh, but, but well done, Tess, for taking that one and having a lovely night as well. Good job, Tess. You did well tonight. Yeah, well done. Uh, but put your willies away. It's time for the main event. <laughs> Denim heat. That famous Mark Henry line. Before the, before, just before the just before the last bit of rampage. Put your willies away. It's time, time for the main, main event. event. All right. All right. <laughs> Denim H. Powers right into the match and wastes no time. So it's Triple H versus Jeff Hardy for the IC title, is the Oh, yeah, sorry. Event. Make your pardon. Triple H versus uh, the IC champion. Win it. Triple H is week. the IC champion. Yeah, win it last week from Mr. Jeff. No, did he not win it from Kane? No, from Tri- Jesus Christ. Triple H won it from Chris Jericho last you went week. From Jericho. We both had to think about that. God, we did, not From we? Kane. That's, sorry, that's a, that's a future echo. Yes, that's right. We get on that later on. Future Kane. So the weird sight of IC champ Triple H into Kane, defending against Jeff Hardy again. I'd make new stars at this point. Yes. Uh, so Denim H powers right in the match and wastes no time fulfilling the desires of many full-blooded men and pounds away on Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Steph is shown watching and being happy. Her earrings are being avenged. <laughs> Triple H tries the pedigree early, but Jeff blocks it and turns it into the double leg drop thingy. Crowd is very poor. What? Oh, crowd is very pro Jeff, or at least the women are. One autocorrect, crowd is very poor Jeff. <laughs> oh, he's so poor. Poor Jeff. I feel so sorry for him. Pour some Jeffrey on me. Jeff tries a 10 punch in the corner, but Triple H pushes him off at nine. However, Hardy lands the whisper in the wind for a very close two. Jeff tries a charge, but Triple H sidestep and sends the twink outside the ring. Jeff tries running the wall and charging Triple H, but Triple H kind of grabs and slams him. It doesn't really work, so they repeat the spot and Jeff doing it on the apron instead. God bless Jeff for doing stuff like that every time because God does he eat shit on that slam. He does. Uh, Triple H acts like the grizzled uh, vet uh, for a bit while knocking Jeff down and staring at the crowd. A sleeper hold gets synced in. Uh, Jeff sits out for a chin breaker and then a Russian leg sweep. Jeff goes up top, but Triple H pushes the ref into the ropes, so Jeff crotches himself. Tim White complains, but Triple H is like, fuck off, you're dead in cannon, and shoves him off down the map, which allows Matt Hardy to return and chair shot Triple H, so Jeff lands a swanton bomb to win the IC title as a furious Triple H no-sells it as Taz ends the show by saying, Jeff may have won the title, but his career is over. And they were right. But for this week and this week alone, what a nice little moment, a little bit of revenge from all the horrible things that the two-man power trip did. They have a a proper feud moving on from the rock residue from WrestleMania. Crowd loved this. Crowd is into it. Triple H doing a good job of being a vet, a high race, uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, helping Jeff Hardy have a big match. It's a residue that's good for you, with Jeff Hardy getting a push. (sighs) Uh, for at least one night only, it feels like they've made a new top star in Jeff Hardy. Yeah, guaranteed to please. <clears throat> yes, indeed he is. Um, WWF went a, went a bit against the grain when promoting this. 
Mm. So at this point, SmackDown's taped on a Tuesday, aired on a Thursday. They actually spoilt the result on WWF.com on the Wednesday morning. So on Wednesday, on the WWF.com main page, they put huge upset at the SmackDown taping just one week after Chris Jericho defeated, uh, Triple H defeated Chris Jericho to become a three-time Intercontinental Champion. This week's SmackDown taping saw another blockbuster finish. To find out everything that went down this past Tuesday in Philadelphia, check out our SmackDown spoiler. Do not read the spoiler if you don't want to know the full SmackDown results. It's all fine and dandy, says Dave, but in order to get to the news page, you have to first click through the main WWF.com page. And what was featured on the main WWF.com page? An enormous picture of Jeff Hardy (laughs) holding the Intercontinental title with the words, Game Over, New Intercontinental Champion, written underneath. What what did it say, Jeff? Game Over. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I... A new approach for them. I don't recall in the time that we've done this podcast that they've spoiled their own show like that. I would think maybe... Okay, obviously the framing it incorrectly on the website wrong. That's obviously a mistake. But the thing that they would do that is to like, hey, look, it's okay, guys. The the the, the girl got hurt, but then they were avenged by mm. the friend of the person she's dating. Wait, hang on. Well, whatever. Um, still works. So I think that's part of the, the TSN stuff. Yeah. Maybe. or Keen to Because it is it a quite very... quick change. One week, Rising title reigns. Mm. It's surprising. I do feel like, as you say, they were key, maybe there was... Yeah, what is it, the TNT title? Uh-huh. Oh. Keen to sort of quell some of the uh, the flames yeah. from what happened with Lita on Monday. Right. Uh, potentially to pop a buy rate for SmackDown. Hasn't been, doing, that. hasn't been doing badly, but it hasn't been doing where nowhere near where it was. Yeah, another thing that, obviously we'll see this week by week, but obviously talking about the W and all the other things, like why didn't it come back? Well, one of the reasons is, yeah, the rating, the mega train that they've been riding the last few years is slowly mm, coming to... Slowing down. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, had an amazingly hot run. It was a mm. bit of a, it was a pop culture phenomenon for the longest time. This is just during the time when it stops being. Yeah. Still very popular, but not everyone in the world's watching and it's nowhere near at the point where it's at now whereby it will nowadays wwe will make money to spite itself like it will just like you could have randy Orton picking his nose for three hours on raw and it will still make the company hundreds of thousands of dollars that's that's where they're at now and 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 what you say now back then the show needed to be good back then yeah there was a there was certainly there was there wasn't that certain even now even though they're the only game in town like they they still aren't super comfortable financially they're still very much you know on the edge nowadays i could never imagine the wwe going out of business ever because they are they're making they make so much money every week of guaranteed money they don't need to do a good show anymore they don't need to make stars anymore the star is the logo yeah anyway we're thinking too much about negative of of no 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 No, right now i'm not trying to be negative i'm just saying that right now that's the way things are and that then there was an urgency which is why, you know, maybe a tactic like, hey, SmackDown spoilers, it's a, it's a diff- it's trying a different approach. You couldn't do it every week because then you'd lose that. But when something key mm. happens, hey, get out That's what, yeah. SmackDown. So that brings us to the end of the SmackDown. What was something that you remembered from this week? Jeff Hardy winning the IC title. Mm. Uh, that was the big one for me because fa- I remember going to WF.com and seeing the spoilers. I mean, like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Mm. Want to watch SmackDown and see him win. So they got me. 
Yeah. Definitely got me. I remember Kane and Undertaker going, <laughs> is this how you do a last ride? No, oh, Kane. Ah, learning the last ride Sorry, sorry, together. I mean... Uh, <laughs> no, brother. <laughs> I'll wait here with you. What are we waiting for? Tobacco is wacky. Don't do a tobacco. A crack is wack. <laughs> tobacco is wacky, but LSD is just for me. Red and yellow killer fella. Blue and white up all night. <laughs> anyway, I remember that as a kid. Amused by it. And what was something that you forgot? Something I forgot. I, I forgot the whole, the, the, the sad story arc of the big show. <laughs> that ran through this week of Big Show trying to get like top level tag teams to be his mate and everyone just going shut up fuck off you're yeah. fat and it was just like oh man how how depressing yeah poor uh, bastard that's good I like, I like Big Show being scared of Steve Blackman yeah yeah just like just like having to slum it with Clark with Kai and Ty who get a shoe yeah. in anyway just humiliation I forgot all about that what did you forget uh, test killing writer sensor. <laughs> wow. Forgot about cool, cool test. Minor league. Cool test. You just put like test in the XFL. Just give the big boot to like number 13. Or Call whatever. it the test FL. <laughs> Distracting the players with razzmags. <laughs> Ooh, elite The knocks on her. Give me that ball. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So that is the classic Smackdown review for this week. We're back Yay. next week. We're on the way to Backlash. A couple of weeks to go until that one. Math, what are you working on this week? Uh, I just hit myself in the balls, put my hand down. Ooh. After that, it was only you know it's only a gentle one. Okay, sorry, that's man. fine. Uh, after that recovers, uh, new Bodge Mania. Yay! Yay. I, I guru Larry on the last one. <gasps> you got Guru Larry. Yeah. Oh, what a treat. great. What a treat. I'm so glad he's doing... Hello. I was worried that we might have upset him by doing impressions of him years ago. He's, he knows, yeah, I but, think. But we do it. We do it out of love. Yeah. It's because we have, uh, we have passion for our... Passion for the presenter. Uh, dreams for the dedication. <laughs> and uh, volume for the voiceover. But... Hello, you. <laughs> oh, that was your Guru Larry. It's the best. I was, I was riffing off the top of my brain. Why not end this particular episode oh. of Smackdown Podcast? <laughs> Tom's going to tell us what he's got going. Oh. Actually, yeah, you, you're probably offended by that. Not yours, yours is all right. <laughs> uh, I think I told you mine. Uh, Crystal from, um, from PWR in the Philippines is on Purr. Desert Island Graps. If you want to find out a little bit about it before we start, stick on Netflix, watch Midnight Asia episode on Manila, and she's in that. And we chat to her for about nearly two hours. And that's on the podcast feed on Wednesday. Uh, and uh, otherwise... I've got, a, I've, got a, I've got a video coming which is not quite ready yet. Might be ready next week. Might have it then. No more. I can't say any more than that. But be that as it may, enjoy your weekend. And until we're next together, here's that Matthew Gregg on Twitter. Oh, I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together we are going to have a good one. And don't forget to join us. <laughs> Whatever, Val, mate. Fuck off. I'll see you out there. <laughs> Love you. Bye. And if Chucky's mom's listening, <laughs> au revoir. <laughs> Dipping, bobbing, diving, Alfred's always striving, he seldom wears a frown. You'll never keep a duck down. Dipping, bobbing, diving, Alfred's always striving, he seldom wears a frown. You'll never keep a good duck down. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mm-hmm. 